Hi, and welcome to another What's Up podcast. I'm Becca Martin-Brown, Arts and Entertainment Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We are in our shiny new studio, so whatever goes wrong, it's the producer's fault. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and I am joined today by two of the cast members from the band's visit at Theater Squared. I'm going to try this. Usman Ali Mughal. Yes. Who plays Haled. And the other one's much easier. Yaya, <laughs> who plays, did you tell me Dina or Dinah? I told you Dina. Dina. And I got to tell you, if you know me, she's played Evita twice. <laughs> I love her already. I love them already. <laughs> Thank mm. you. So how did you end up in Fayetteville, Arkansas doing this? What's your experience been like? Yeah. Um, I don't even know how to start that can you yeah, yeah you go well actually i um they're both from new york yeah my mm-hmm. my my show announced closing so the first audition i did was for this what were you in um life of pi cool and um my, uh zai who's the director of our show he's the first like south asian american director that i worked with and he said to me in the room he was like i've been trying to get you to audition for me for the past 2 years so immediately i was like i don't care where it's going like i'm <laughs> going to go with this guy cuz i was pretty dead set i was like new york new york new york i have no reason to leave this city um, but it's been a dream role of mine to do this show and then you auditioned said we're going where we're going where <laughs> arkansas i know and i i, I tried to bargain with him cuz cuz this is a co-production so we're going from arkansas and then we're taking it to the writers theater at chicago so i was like could i just go to chicago but no and uh, I'll be honest, leading up to it, just because of my perception of Arkansas, I was like, what am I going to do out here? But I'm very happy to be proven wrong. Um, mm. There's beautiful nature, awesome people. I think one of the most exciting things that, you know, Yaya can expand upon more is like we've seen a lot of really cool queer spaces here, which mm-hmm. we went, we didn't anticipate. A lot of really exciting people of color out here and a lot of really great allies of both communities um, and the theater audiences have been soaking up the material in a way that we didn't an- anticipate. Like, you know, obviously the jokes about fishing will hit harder out here, you know, but <laughs> there's also the... Have you been fishing? Not out here, but I guess I, I have a couple of days left. Okay, um, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, why don't you talk about your experience too? Yeah. Um, Were you just as horrified at the idea of we're going where? No, actually, mm. I've been here before. Oh. Um, on... The Mamma Mia tour and also the Rent tour, they came through Fayetteville between the years of 2015 and 2018. And so I've been here for one week at a time, twice, mm-hmm. and was really excited to come back to Fayetteville, mostly because I remembered how many vintage and thrift shops are here. I and I was you. just so excited to, to buy Boutique. all the things. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go everywhere and like came here knowing that I was going to leave with far more material items than, than so I an extra suitcase for the trip home. You know, I didn't. I probably should have thought yeah. that far in advance, but I'll be shipping things home for sure. Yeah. So what, what is the biggest surprise about doing regional theater that you didn't expect to find? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think regional theater is some of the most beautiful, precious theater that we have. You know, like there's Broadway and it's kind of like this pinnacle, like top of the industry kind of like dream for everybody. But um, it's so, um, there's a paywall. 
there's a huge capitalist intention that drives that motor that um, obviously money has stake everywhere, but I think being able to come into smaller places and do smaller shows and more intimate spaces can mean so much more, not just for the audiences and the, the, um, environment and the community here um but for the actors too i think it's really cool to be able to immerse ourselves and share a glimpse into a different kind of um piece and with with completely different people and, and sharing collaboration in that way um on a smaller scale is really amazing and it also is much more open i think financially i think you're mm -hmm. right that more people can afford to see these shows yeah, and see shows that they didn't expect to see in Northwest Arkansas. And everyone deserves the chance to see these shows that have been on Broadway, have won Tony Awards and, and have all these accolades and things like that. Like everyone everywhere deserves to see these things mm -hmm. and deserves access to these things. So, yeah. Tell me about the show. I have not seen it yet, so I've got to get on the move in the See next... See the show? Yeah. We only have a couple more shows left. I have heard nothing left. but wonderful things about it. Yeah. Even from people who are usually grumpy and hard to please. So, I think the biggest thing, like just blanket, which speaks to, you know, um, people who are hard to impress or hard to like satiate in, in the arts is just that it really is just like a glimpse into the life of these people who... Um, share in music and share in presence and share in the joy of taking care of people and taking care of one another. And that's kind of it. Like it's, it's, it's so beautiful. It's set in the desert in Israel in this small, small town. And the, this um, Egyptian band comes and their intention is to go to this big bustling city to play uh, in a big concert. And they end up in this small desert town with no more buses until the following day and are just like, you know, presented with this kind of circumstance. No money, nowhere to stay. Correct. And and these people in this small Israeli town take in these band members from Egypt. Um, so it's this beautiful glimpse into a moment of Arabs and Israelis taking care of each other, sharing in... Um, music sharing in joy and food and like levity and in a, in a 12 hour period mm -hmm. that just like it, it just literally it is what it is so like <laughs> frustratingly quote the show <laughs> it is what it is you know it just exists the way that it exists and how many times did you cry in rehearsal oh god i'm not a huge crier but it got me a bunch i mean like similarly this has been a dream role a dream show for so long and to be able to tell this story um that's so important is really amazing yeah i think yeah. one of the most exciting themes within the show is the concept of language so we speak mm -hmm. arabic hebrew and english of course um but the primary like the reason why the band ends up in the wrong town is because of language barrier a mispronunciation mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. and um the the one language that is universal in the show is the music. Mm -hmm. um, and that translates over to even an audience in Northwest Arkansas that may or may not have any kind of re relationship with the, the, the Middle East, uh, the conflict that's happening right now as we speak, um, but are able to hear the music and hear the moments in time and be able to resonate and relate in a way that you, know, you can really explain with words. 
-hmm. truly is universal. <laughs> yeah. Is, are your characters musicians? Yours probably is not. But Yaya is a musician uh, and does yeah, play, yeah. Does I, play uh, instruments in the show. Yeah, <laughs> our music supervisor came up to me one day early on in the process and was like, listen, I know you're not playing any instruments for this, but how would you feel about playing at the end of the show? And so, surprise, um, spoiler alert, I do play the viola in the concert at the end of the show, cool. which is really cool. Um, yeah. Um, my, my, I'm playing one of the band members, um, and... I, uh, but for the actual show, I'm playing two instruments. They're both percussion type in, in instruments. I, I'm, unlike Yaya, I, I don't have much of a like musicianship background. I'm much more of an instrument where I'll you know execute the material that's given to me, mm -hmm. as opposed to like creating. I mean, I've dabbled on piano and like guitar, but it's only for function. So that uh, and like a lot of folks in our cast ended up having to learn different types of skills. Uh, including roller skating, like we 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 learned how to roller skate for the show, um, mm -hmm. and then a couple people learned new language things for the show. So there's a lot of a lot of things that were you know oriented on the actual product that wow. we came to. So learn. what do you speak in addition to English in the show? Arabic. Yeah. Wow, and you didn't do that before. No, th I I did, but okay. there are there are a few folks who <laughs> learned other languages, and the things that I didn't do that I do in the show are playing the two instruments, roller skating, uh, and being talented. I'm just kidding. <laughs> being good at my job. No, <laughs> no. Those are, those are the main things that I had to learn for this pr pr project. But there's a whole bunch of people learned so many other things. Did you have to learn anything? Yeah. I mean, I had never picked up a viola. I play... Wait, what? No? <laughs> that was new? That was new. I, I, I play... Um, in Town. I cover some roles that play... Uh, the violin, and so I've I learned that for the purpose of playing a fate in Hades Town. So I'm familiar with the stringed instrument. Um, the viola is bigger than the violin, so it was a little bit of an adjustment. And there are different strings, but um, I've always kind of functioned off of like, let me pick it up and sound things out and see what works. And so I kind of just did that yeah but can i just weird. say yaya this weekend picked up the oud picked up the clarinet and a flugelhorn and played all three <laughs> in the same fashion that they just described <laughs> <laughs> wow and mind you like played parts from the show that those instruments are used to play I'm going to walk out of here feeling like I'm lucky if I can walk and think at the same time. No, same, Listen, same. I never know if I'm going to be able to walk and think <laughs> at the same time and stay upright. So. We're <laughs> going to pause for just a minute and take a little break, and we'll be right back with you. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider a newspaper subscription to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the River Valley Democrat Gazette. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners, so visit nwaonline.com slash podcast23 to get started. You can also click the subscribe button on our websites, nwaonline.com and rivervalleydemocratgazette.com. Or call us at 479-684-5509 and be sure to say that you're a podcast listener. Now back to the show. Hi, we're in the studio with two of the cast members from the band's visit at Theater Squared. Oh, I have to do it again and get it right. Usman Ali Mughal. Yes, you did it. <laughs> and Yaya, which is much easier. <laughs> He plays a member of the band. They play the restaurant owner, innkeeper, mm -hmm. that welcomes this Egyptian band into his, an Israeli town after they sort of got lost and wound up there. <laughs> so talk to me about, I know that COVID 
made life as an actor pretty challenging. Mm. Talk to me about what that did in your lives, what got better, what got worse, what you learned, where it's directing the future of theater, in your opinion. Mm. you want to start? This is the serious part of this, I guess. I I can. I I think from uh, all actors can relate that the change of self-tapes became Mm. the standard. So um, for anybody who may not know, like we would typically go in for an audition for an initial thing. Now we tape our auditions and s- s- send them in. Do you love that or hate it? There's things I love about it and a lot of things I hate about it. You know, so yeah. there's there's you know it's uh, with, as with everything. Um, but I think the it's biggest it's so much shift, harder to sell yourself in a tape. I would think. Oh you, yes. Yeah, but sometimes though, you know, you're able to keep going until you get the right tape. You know, ah, whereas like okay, you go into the room, yeah, 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 right. Okay. Uh, but like so, sometimes you can sell your performance better by being in the space so you know there's caveats to to it all I think in my personal life right before COVID happened I was prepping to be at a very different trajectory within my career I was going into like more of a ensemble dance world Um, Mm -hmm. I had a couple projects lined up that were exactly that but taking the COVID break allowed me to refine my instrument in more exciting ways and made it so that I had to be a little bit more prepared coming into these things, um, and because of that, I've I've gone into a place in my career that I'm much more passionate about. That applies more of my skill sets, um, and you know, also I think having COVID makes the appreciation for what we're doing a little bit more serious. Because you know, as as short as it may seem on the grand scheme, at the time those months were felt like forever. People yeah. really yeah. felt the loss of live performance, yeah. yeah, which is a grand and glorious thing, yeah. So what are you, what do you consider yourself originally? Are you a dancer? Are you a... Hmm. Well, I started as an actor. And I think fundamentally in all the work that I do, I, I, I think I'm strongest when I bring the story to what I'm doing. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm a generally pretty like inwardly competitive person where I, I want to be able to grow at every time I revisit something. So mm-hmm. um, I've grown a lot as a vocalist and... Recently, I think my focus has been dance because it was one of my weaker ones for a while. Um, and you know, now I realize singing is the one I need to start to focus on more. So I'm constantly b- b- balancing. He's an incredible singer. Thank you. Nonetheless, incredible. we all need. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I as I said, in, inwardly very competitive. <laughs> right? um, but yeah, I would say primarily an actor. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I've gone through so many different iterations throughout my life. Um, I also, though, have always primarily started with the acting. I think what's on the page, and even musically, I think what's on the page, whether it's a script or a score, um, with lyrics or without lyrics, tells you so much about what's going on, um, especially if the writing is really, really good. Um, so yeah, like starting with, with what's given and going from going from there. But l- let it be known that Yaya is actually the child of a jingle creator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and thusly is also a jingle creator and has some amazing music that they've been making. Up, yeah, no, because truly, like... <laughs> Have they, you hired him as a publicist? No, because no. I need people to know, because I sing songs, yeah. I sing songs that I'm supposed to sing for shows, but they and a lot of people in this cast create their own music and yeah. have a great sense of musicianship outside of being a channel of other people's work. We what actually did you start noted. playing originally? Piano? Yeah, I started with piano, but I'm very much my father's child and that I hate practicing, <laughs> which is why I'm not proficient on anything, but I love picking things up mm-hmm. and noodling and <laughs> figuring it out. Um, 
But we just had an amazing evening with the cast the other night where we sat around in the um, living room and just shared things that we're creating or working on or are passionate about um, that are outside of the show. And so mm -hmm. it was like a beautiful moment to really get to know each other in, in new artistic ways and have like um, like an expansive appreciation for what we're all here doing and what we have to offer. So what are you working so on outside the show? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll share what I shared. I shared a couple of different projects. Um, I write music and nothing's released yet because I'm also a very harsh self-critic and nothing's good enough. Um, but I think I, I really want to push myself to release some music. So look out for that. Um, <laughs> what, what style will this music be? That's a really good question. I, I'm as I got, someone who yeah, yeah I got a combination can... of like Erica Badu staves <laughs> and like who was the other person that they mentioned? I'm very inspired by like yeah like Erica Badu so like very like neo soul realm. Um, very inspired by Justin Vernon and Bonnie Vare. Mm -hmm. um, Radiohead is pretty deep in yeah. the bones as well, um, and a lot of just like. I like my music to create a an atmosphere and and have a journey within that atmosphere and a really a lot of mantras, a lot of like grounding um, lyrics. Um, okay, and, I'm in love yeah. with both of these people. <laughs> they are fascinating. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> so where do you go from here? What happens when this show closes? Yeah, well, I guess by trade. Um, <laughs> I'm a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor, <laughs> and um, I, it's uh, we have a little bit of a gap in between this that doesn't give me enough time to really get that st started again. Um, so I'm going to be doing like catering jobs. I, I'm, a, I'm a reader for aud auditions quite f frequently, mm -hmm. um, and then I'm actually going to be doing a development of a new musical actually like the day after we, we we leave here so that'll that'll keep me busy for like about a month cool. and it's now, a do you go to chicago with this new show York. oh yes mm -hmm. yes yeah so we're when do you go to chicago yeah we're gonna start january 22nd is our like rehearsal time and then i think we start in february performances right? yeah like this the second is week of february, a collaboration with it's the same exact production mm -hmm. as far as the team goes mm -hmm. the only difference is like the in-house hires so like you know yeah people backstage and people who are running the show. Um, it's what the Chicago rep? No, writers, uh, theater. Yeah. Writers, theater. Okay. writers Theater. Writers Theater. Writers Theater, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I took a leave of absence from Town on Broadway to come and do this. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, I have been with the show. I, I booked Town pre-pandemic and had three days of rehearsal. And then on the third day, the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I spent like 18 months wondering whether I was ever going to be on Broadway or not. Or eat just, again. Or eat again mm -hmm. or, or do theater again. And, and um, like luckily, I was asked to come back and reopen the show with, um, with the Broadway company, which is incredible um and so but you know I, i'm not going to sugarcoat it and say that like it's this like cotton candy bubble cloud of of broadway dreams you know what i mean it's it's a very difficult um industry uh i have a lot of responsibilities in in the role that i have um in the show and i was very much in need of a break and some time away from the city i'm very easily overwhelmed by crowds of people, tall buildings. I grew up in Florida, so I need the sun, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just like, it came at exactly the right time. 
So when I go back, I, I won't be going back um, to Hadestown between these productions. So I'll have actually like ample time to really rest and, you know, take care of myself in ways I haven't really been able to in a long time. Um, but after we're done at Writers Theater in Chicago, I'll go back to Hadestown. So talk about the difference between a week in the life of an actor in a Broadway show <laughs> and a week in the life of an actor at Theater Squared. Wow. Mm. Um, we can both answer this in different ways. Um, but uh, in, in Hadestown on Broadway, I am a swing. So mm -hmm. I'm off stage every day unless I'm needed to go on for someone who's out for one reason or another. And you don't know who that someone might be. Never How many roles know. do you cover? Nine. So, <laughs> so I cover all five of the ensemble workers, all three of the fates, and Eurydice. And I'm also one of the dance captains. So what that means in it, let's like let's take like a seven day week, right? Mm -hmm. So our days off are Mondays. If we're rehearsing a new principal into the show, I'm allowed to rehearse on Tuesday. So we've got an eight show week, Tuesday night, two Wednesday, Thursday night, Friday night, two Saturday, matinee Sunday, as is, regardless of rehearsals. Then as a dance captain slash whoever we're rehearsing and putting in for understudy rehearsals or whatever, I can be called from 12.30 to 4.30, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, which means by 12.30 on Tuesday, it's already 5.30 p.m. on Sunday, which is an exaggeration, but... Not much of one. Uh, I, you know, like, you need a lot of rest, and I, I have a hard time... Something that I'm really trying to work on is finding and making the time for the things that fuel me and make me feel like most myself. Um, but I, in the last two years, have really, really struggled with exhaustion and um, like post-COVID brain fog and and symptoms. And I'm also like in the process of getting an ADHD diagnosis and understanding the intricacies of mental health and depression and anxiety amidst a schedule like that where so much is required of you and you know you you might not know what you're supposed to do that day up until five minutes before the show starts or at intermission so that's kind of what how my do you even get time was. to eat I'm assuming they don't cater dinner for you. No, 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 no. Oh, this um, is not TV and film. No, no. <laughs> I've been I do, on TV and film. That's not much for either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do a lot of buying a lot of groceries and then throwing them away two weeks later because I didn't have time to make them, but mm. also spending money on delivery all the time. So, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> feeding myself out of necessity. Um, but, yeah, so – conversely, <laughs> complete opposite end of the spectrum, theater squared and doing a run of shows here. We have seven shows. We've really not had any daytime rehearsals. I'm playing a main character and don't understand. I have one job basically. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really been like, yes, I finished at Hadestown and came straight here and we started right away. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't really a break, but it's felt so rejuvenating. <laughs> To, like, be here in the sun and the trees, like... Are you staying in one of the apartments? Um, no, I'm a couple blocks away. Okay, but you can still but walk I'm right the food. Here. Oh, yeah. it's It's been so rejuvenating and so, like, refueling artistically and mentally, emotionally, and, you know, communally in so many ways, yeah. So what yeah. is what has the experience been like for you compared to what you're yeah. used to? You're not teaching sure, sure. all day. Of course. Well, actually, 
I, when when our show was r running, I was um, I was on stage, but was I, I was basically functioned as an on stage swing. So I covered four roles, but had an on, on stage responsibility. But it got to a point where it was all so because I was in a play, right? Not a musical. Okay. Different responsibilities, and because of that, I just had to be able to like do certain lifts every night. And I became a junkie for just doing as much as I could in the day. So Broadway Dance Center was down the street. I, in between rehearsals, I would go to take a class. Like, I would be going to the gym. I packed my days to the brim. And the accessibility of New York of being able to do all these things. And, like, I would just eat in between scenes during the show, right? Like, I would. And I, I loved that life. Um, but coming out here and being able to, like, breathe for a moment has been really nice. My, my cats are happier too because I can see them more frequently. They're with you? Oh, yes. Cool. If I <laughs> had to bring them both. Um, and yeah, I, I think similarly, having a moment to like breathe in the sun is huge. I think also the audiences are a big shift where like there's mm. typically like a stage door and there's people who would come to you after a show. Uh, but the Broadway world can be with, has a lot of like fanaticism in it. Um, and there's a little bit of like, you know, when you put somebody on a pedestal or put them below you, both are dehumanization. And there's a lot of that that happens in an industry like Broadway. What's really nice about being out here is like people will initially come up with the, oh my God, were you in the show? You're amazing. And it's very easy to disarm them and be like, let's have a real conversation. Mm. Tell me what you really Isn't thought about cool? the show. Yeah. yeah. And you know, while it's and not you may the have same, lunch with them that sure. week. Right. Right. And it's not like a stage door experience l l like it is in New York, but the moments that you do catch somebody who saw the show, uh, it's it's a much more much more like meaningful connection. I find. Mm -hmm. I'm so, so proud. I'm feeling so proud of Fayetteville. Yeah. So, ten years from now or twenty years from now, when you think back to doing the band's visit in Fayetteville, Arkansas, what will you remember, Yaya? Who, <laughs> a lot of things. I think. Um, a really big one is that this is the regional premiere of this show. It has never been done off of Broadway or off the original production of the tour, um, which my sister was on, by the way. So, like, cool. this is a really amazing, like, thread. Is there anything you don't do or haven't done? <laughs> or... <laughs> um, I'm afraid to drive We're a very home. artistic family. <laughs> um, but being able to, like, jumpstart and, and, like, usher in this era of regional versions of this production is really incredible as because a, you will always be the first actor in that role yeah I'll also always be the first trans actor in this role I'll also always be um the first person to have the role itself who comes from Iraqi and Israeli descent and comes from a lineage that speaks all three of these languages and has such um firm roots in the setting of the show, um, which I think is just so incredibly special. Yeah, it's that's a big what I think. Yeah, yeah. For, for for me, I mean, obviously, the show has a lot of history in my life. But we could have been doing like Annie Get Your Gun or Oliver. I don't care. It's the people <laughs> who I met here. Yeah. Zai. This is my first of many times working w w with him. Um, I've been wanting to work with him for a while. Uh, I met so many people on this contract who came to me at a point in my life when I didn't know I need them, you know, as much as I do now. Mm -hmm. And Yaya, who's become like one of my closest friends. Um, so I think 
looking and that's that's what a lot of the shows in my past where I met some of my best people are like they're, mm-hmm. it's it's never really about the material it's more so about the community and that's why even though our pay is not as great and we're not getting fed as you know <laughs> um, <laughs> we're starving yeah out no. ha- having <laughs> no, to okay. having to spend the time with these people is the thing that I'll keep with me the longest but that's why community yeah. theater actors do community theater for no pay and absolutely yeah. because I remember Laura Hightower in college, <laughs> you know, so it's a, you yeah. stay friends with people forever. You two are obviously going to be friends forever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you want to talk about being the first trans actor in the role? Yeah, okay. sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's so something that Zai said to me in my callback work session was and that made me so happy to hear is that there's so much of this play that is so intrinsically queer that was not tapped into in the original production and being able to flesh that out and experience and just even night by night show by show discover more moments of like oh that's so queer (laughs) throughout the whole thing has been so um fulfilling so amazing and you know I've never I've only been and may shape the future of the show absolutely absolutely and I think I think what's really amazing is like it's so easy to get the rights to a regional production of a Broadway show and want to do exactly that same structure that same costume design the same thing and put what was on Broadway in a town and I think what was so beautiful about this is you know there are so many ways that we stepped out of that in the humans that are cast in this, in some of the ways that we use, you know, like the environment and the way that things were staged and the way that we use the things that we have on stage with us. Some are amazing, some are experiments, you know, but that's what theater is. And um, I've always only ever been like the only or one of two and there are three of us trans people in this cast and theater squared itself is just full of queer and trans people. And I couldn't be more happy about that. Day one, we introduced everybody and I was like, Oh my God, like there's so many of us here. It's incredible. Um, yeah. And I think, I think taking, um, a role that is so Dina is so inherently feminine, not in how she, um, looks necessarily not in how she dresses necessarily but just in this like almost warrior like power that she exists within mm-hmm. um and she it feels doesn't... very warrior nurturer yeah yeah and i don't i i find such um gratitude and power in existing in the body and and an experience and identity that I exist in and finding that strength in pockets of masculinity in pockets of androgyny in pockets that um, span across the binary for every single kind of audience member that might come through and so that's been really incredible and fulfilling and and yeah, I don't know. Just amazing. And they wear a really cool vest in the show. <laughs> yeah. It's it's from, it's from a men's vintage three-piece suit. It's so good. Um, if you want to see the vest, come see the vest before Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the fact that you need to come see this show no later than Sunday. Showtime is, where's my notes? 
there they went. Well, I could tell you, 7.30 every night, and then we're going to be doing a 2 p.m. on Saturday, and our final show is 2 p.m. on Sunday. He's so good. <laughs> this is all happening at Theater Squared in Fayetteville. Tickets start at $20. Come see these two. And let's get a drink afterwards in the lobby. Yeah. And talk about life, the universe, and everything. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This has been another What's Up podcast. I'm Becca Martin-Brown, arts and entertainment editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette.